Romans 10, 16. But they have not all obeyed, or you could say responded properly to the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Who, and are you listening? Because this is huge. You could miss this, and this would be the key to unlock something. Who, who, who has believed our report? Which one of these people has believed our report? So in other words, a report came, a truth came, preaching happened, everybody heard, then he said, who believed what they heard? Who believed what they heard? Everybody was hearing, was everybody believing, and he called believing, obeying. So I can tell if I'm believing, truly believing the report, by if I'm doing it, acting on it. In other words, if I say I believe the Bible, but I never read it, uh, never respond to it, never go to church, don't do that stuff. Do I really believe it? I haven't believed the report. I've heard the report. I agree that, that it's true, but I don't believe it. Because really believing is doing. You ready? Verse 17, and then we'll go back and look at this stuff. So then, remember, Lord, who has accepted our report or believed our report, committed to their own trust our report. So then faith, so now he's going to explain that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what comes by hearing? Faith does. But I must commit to it rely upon it, place my confidence in it, which means believe it. So what comes flying at you if, if the truth is taught properly? If it's not, faith doesn't come. And then what I believe in doesn't produce the right thing in me. So when he says here in verse 16, notice this, the last part, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? And the first part, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. That statement, obeying the gospel, is the same as believing the report. If somebody hears from now till they die, Jesus died and rose again, and what you must do is call upon the name of the Lord, if they never call upon the name of the Lord or never accept, they have not believed the report. They may tell you, oh, I believe that. They may preach it. 
But if they haven't done it, they have not believed the report. So here's two things as we start. Faith is a noun. The word faith is in there. Why is that important? Because faith is an object. It's a commodity. Faith is a commodity, and believe is a verb, which is a word that means action. So think of it like this. One thing is an object. One thing is an action. That's important. Because I'm responsible, really, for a lot of the whole thing there. In other words, what I hear, what I'm hearing, what I'm believing. And these things will make sense as I move on. It's my action of committing to or relying upon, placing my confidence in, or to think this thing that I'm hearing is true is my belief. That's what believing is. Notice this. Believing is placing complete confidence in something. And what is it that I'm to believe? Well, here he said, we're to believe what we hear. Notice. I'm going to read this phrase right here. So when I believe... What I hear in the word, then faith in what I am hearing becomes my heart possession. Meaning this, if I hear the right thing and I believe it, I put my confidence in it, the result will be I received confidence from the word or confidence in the word. These things will make sense as I go further and say them probably other ways. In other words, if I hear the word, but I don't believe it, I don't gain the confidence that's already in it. In other words, every promise already possesses confidence, which you could say is faith. But when I hear it, it's a heart issue to rely on it, trust, put my confidence, or believe it. So you could understand this, that everybody, and think about this, everybody in the room that hears these words has a responsibility to do what? Hear, pay attention. You paying attention? I was. And believe. What are you believing? You know, because some people hear it and say, well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm just not sure about that. Is that believing? The report. No. And so if I don't believe it, guess what? Whatever's in that report, I don't gain the assurance of it. So I could hear all the time. Here's an example. 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. 
right? Because greater is he who's in you than he who is in the world. You can hear that and it won't put confidence in you. Confidence will be presented to you. Or you could say faith. The object there is God is in us. If I believe that when I hear it, I will get internal confidence. God's in me. God's in me. God's in me now. What he said is mine. So notice this. And I'm going to read this in the 17th verse. Because notice how it starts. So then faith, and I want to make sure we get this. So then faith comes. Notice the first part of that verse. Faith comes. Faith comes. How many of you came to church this morning? How many have spent the night here? Have been here the whole time? No? See, some people are like, oh, I, I, I'm not sure yet. If you came, that means you're not there. Would you agree? So you came. So that means you were somewhere else. Who was? You. A person, a place, or a thing, which is a noun. Faith is a noun or a real object. The object or what is faith is confidence. It's a seed that will reproduce after its own kind. But think of this, it has to get into your heart. When you came, you were at home and you came here. Here it says, faith comes. So it comes from somewhere to some location. And on what highway did it travel? And I need to make sure that what I call faith is really faith. Faith is confidence. Faith is assurance. Faith is persuasion. So if I say, I don't know if the Lord will do anything today. He's not, you know, always, sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says wait a while. Is that faith? Just define it. Is that confidence? No. So that can't be faith. But how many people believe in that? So when that comes, there really is no substance there. There's no confidence there. There's really no object there. There's nothing there. They're empty words. Sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says wait a while. There's no confidence in that. So it's not an object. It's not a noun. It's not really faith. So if I hear that and I believe that, is it going to put confidence in me? No. So wonder why Jesus said, be careful what you hear. For the measure you use when you hear, it comes to you. And what is the measure? Believing. Believing is accepting it. You with me? So faith, right here, notice that verse, so then faith 
which is a noun, which is an object, which could be defined by, so then confidence or assurance or the seed that reproduces comes. Where does it come from? Where does it come to? And to whom gets it? So that's not proper English. I know, but you understood what I said, right? So faith comes by hearing. So this means to be able to get faith from one location to another location, I have to hear it. There's a lot of things transferred in life to us through hearing. They're coming all the time. This is why I've got to renew my mind so I can say, uh, no, I'm not accepting that. Because if I accept it, it allows something into my heart that's not faith, not confidence. You understand where I'm coming from? So is it important what you hear? Is it important what everybody hears? But how many things are getting twisted around today and they're traveling through people's ears and they're believing it and it gets into their heart and then it produces something. And But what the Lord said here is faith travels from one location to another through hearing. In other words, when somebody says it, somebody reads it, you know, somebody hears it in a message, what happens? Faith that was contained in the book travels and presents itself to the ears and the life of the individual who's hearing it. So we need to be careful what we say to people. Is it faith? Well, you'll make it. It'll be okay, you know. You know, sometimes this happens and sometimes that. There may not be any faith in that. We may not have really given faith to somebody, and we just gave them a religious idea, and if they believe that, they'll receive something, but there's no substance there. Faith is a real substance. Now, faith is the substance. It's an object of things we hope for, so there's a real object there. So notice this phrase right here. So then faith comes from hearing. So faith is somewhere. When I hear it, it travels. It travels through whatever medium it is, through my eyes by looking at it, or my ears, but either way, I'm hearing it, you understand? It gets in me. So then faith comes by hearing, and now he's going to tell you where it originates from. And hearing from the Word of God. So it originates, faith, this real substance, originates in the Word of God. And then when it's preached, read, heard in whatever medium, it travels to you. But what if I don't really pay attention when I'm there? Then I've really done myself a disservice because what is from God's word 
that traveled through a medium of voice of some type, you know, radio, online, just me opening and reading the book. And, but if I close it out, then did faith start trying to travel to me? Was it potentially there? Oh, absolutely. And if it was potentially there, but I didn't pay attention because I was thinking on other things, I was too busy giving my attention to something else, I did myself a disservice. If I play around with the person next to me during church, I'm doing them a disservice. If I'm playing with my phone you know, checking everything out, doing whatever during service. I'm doing myself a disservice. Faith is coming, but I'm not hearing it. But it's being transmitted. But then if I do the right steps and pay attention, there's another thing I must do. I must, when that faith makes its way out of the pages out of the truth of the word, that confidence as it comes, there is a role I must play beyond just hearing. And that's that part, who has obeyed the gospel, the good news? As Isaiah said, who has believed or put their confidence or their trust or their reliance in the gospel. In other words, it has traveled and the ability for any miracle, salvation, healing, getting filled with the Spirit, you name it, any provision has traveled to the person. If I've heard it with a good ear, it made it. Confidence has now presented itself to me faith has so if I believe it or rely on it put my trust in it I have believed the report what does that do for me what is in the word the confidence that's in the word that was placed there by God so we could connect with God and expect everything walk in everything now is in my heart it's in the place of reproducing it's in the place of getting results you can see this happens often people try to circumvent this that God has put, and what they'll do is say, well, just pray for me, so I'll get it. And then they say, pray, and then if they don't see anything change immediately, they don't believe. Because, see, they're doing something God never told them to do. He didn't tell you believe what you see. Did he? He said, well, just believe what you see. And so what happens is you pray... And then you don't see it immediately and people change and put their belief in your prayer or what they're seeing and they've circumnavigated, gone around this and not done really what God put here in plain old 
whatever language it was in, and now it's in English, plain old English, for us to know this is how you approach this to get results. You with me? In other words, if I preach the gospel of salvation to somebody or receiving Christ, and they say, well, I, I don't believe that, then they can't get saved. But if they say, hey, I believe that, well, then go about your way. No, you would say, now act on this. Wouldn't you? And so we need to recognize that there is faith inherent in the word that will travel to you. And when it comes to you, your attitude toward it makes all the difference in the world. That is your belief system. My attitude toward the word is my belief system. If I don't regard, remember when Jesus came and he preached to some people, and it said there he could do no mighty work. And he marveled because they wouldn't believe. He marveled at their unbelief. In other words, they wouldn't put their belief in him Therefore, he preached and shared. He actually, to fix it, went and started preaching more. Because, you know, unbelief and disbelief can be fixed through preaching. Miracles can help. In other words, somebody sees a miracle, they can go, you know what? I, just They can make an internal adjustment and go, I, I believe now. That's not the ideal way, but Jesus said, hey, if you don't believe me for my word's sake, believe me for the miracle's sake. He said, if you're not going to move based on the word, at least look at some of the miracles, then move yourself into a believing position to believe what I say. Because if you don't get to that believing place, you can't be saved. You with me? And so even miracles point us back to moving our own belief into the Word of God. And so there's a responsibility on every person to what they believe. You know what happens to a lot of people? They get muddied by a lot of voices. That's why God will challenge you to renew your mind. Be careful what you hear. Because trying to navigate through all the junk that's in the world, we live in an information highway that is passing stuff to you, and not all of it is confidence in God. Some of it, if you were not careful, would cause you to start believing in something that would erode your confidence. Because there's just so much out there coming and we just think, well, we're okay, we're okay. You know, years ago, you used to be able to watch, like, animal shows and stuff like that. I mean, 30 years ago, you could watch animal shows about lions and tigers and all this stuff. And they were, for the most part, not super influenced by what? Evolution. Now, today, what's going on? Oh, they've been here for six million years. They came from a chimpanzee, and these guys were this before this. And if you're not careful, you'll start putting your trust in that and start believing, well, that's right. How do you know? Were you there? They weren't. 
And they didn't believe that 30, 40 years ago. And now they're changing their beliefs. What in the world's going on? So if you're not careful, people will say stuff in a persuasive manner, even if it's not true, that you'll put your belief in. They'll tell you some things are not possible, some things can't happen, and you'll start thinking, this is hard for God. And you didn't even know you had a subconscious path that you took by putting your belief, you with me? Your belief in what? Something that robbed you of confidence that didn't have the commodity of faith, but it traveled to you through hearing, but it didn't come out of the Word of God. It came from some other location, and you have little by little started believing it, and now it's starting to erode. You with me? So what will the Word of God do? It will undo that. But, you know, I've seen people who will argue now for all different kinds of religions and all different kinds of stuff, and one day they were on fire for the Lord. Why? They started letting stuff come in, and they slowly allowed that to move them, and they just, because you know what people are? They're believers. Watch every news station, and you will find that people are believers. But you know what? People believe different things all the time. Do they not? Do they not? So notice this in the 17th verse. Notice this. So then faith comes by hearing... So then faith comes by hearing. Does anything else come by hearing? Yeah, lots. But does everything automatically get in your heart? Does everything automatically get in your heart? Does everything you hear automatically get in your heart, good or bad? Why? Because you have a choice. But do you know your choice can get strengthened or weakened? You know, you should exercise your choice. Because why? What gets reproduced in my life is a direct result of what gets in me. And if I'm letting certain things in me that shouldn't be there... Ugh, that's no good. And like I said, we live in what is called a society or an information highway society. I mean, just stuff. And of all people, we should know this. What should we know? What should we know? What should we know? That what we hear we ought to be careful about. 40 years ago when video games started first coming out and then they started getting more high tech where it wasn't Pong, you know, ding, 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 you know, ding, 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 
ding, ding, ding, ding, a ball bouncing back, and asteroids, a little thing, you know, turning with the circle blobs floating around. When it started getting more high-tech, there was a big call from the church saying, be careful about these video games. They're going to incite violence and be careful of this music that talks violence. It will incite it. And you know what the world said? No, no, no. You know, there was an article today that they're considering a federal tax on violent video games because of school shootings. They believe there's a direct correlation and this way uh, it can be controlled. Well, it won't control it. They'll just make money. But if you train kids to kill and kill and kill and they can't differentiate between a game and reality when they're doing it, they're going to start thinking, hey, you can do this. And we wonder why it happens. Ted Bundy, anybody remember him? Not Al Bundy. Ted Bundy. They don't even know how many people he killed murdered, raped, cut their heads off, all that stuff. They don't even know. He admitted to a certain amount, and he tried to do like a plea deal so he could live a little longer and then reveal more. And they said, no, you're going to the chair, and they electrocuted him and killed him. But he said this to James Dobson before he died. He said, listen, there are lots of people like me already out there. You know how I got like this? He said, reading and watching pornography. Images come through words. Healing images come through words by his stripes. He was whipped. Jesus was whipped. He was whipped. By his stripes, you were healed. That means you should see it disappearing from your body and see it already taken care of. But only if you believe that when you hear it and it tries to paint an image. But what if you're going on the internet? Oh, nobody gets healed of this. What are those words doing? Oh, the only way to do this, they got to cut your head off. And then you'll be healed. And then even then we're not even sure. And then what does all the words do that, that are on the internet? A lot of them just make you afraid. Let me ask you this. If when faith comes and it's believed, it produces confidence, and if other words come and I accept them and they produce worry and fear, then that's not the substance of faith that needs to be in my heart. And didn't the Lord say, don't let your heart be troubled, don't be worried, don't be afraid? So... I got to be careful what I hear. Now, I can get stronger and stronger in faith and in my confidence and my belief. You understand that? And as I do that and exercise my acceptance of what the Word said and reject the other, I'll just get stronger and stronger in confidence because that's what I'm allowing in. But can I spend so much time in stuff that's totally contrary and not at some point Start letting it infiltrate me by belief, acceptance. Can I? I don't think you can. Not altogether. I mean, I think it becomes a greater challenge. In other words, if I just flood myself 
all the time on things that are not producing confidence. You better be careful is all I'm saying. You may unconsciously start letting stuff in and your confidence in God will erode. And if that happens, then results erode. Didn't Jesus say, it's the traditions of men that make the power of God of ill effect? Well, it can't be just general traditions. It has to be something that was proclaimed, that traveled through the hearing, that didn't have the substance of confidence, but had the substance of a wrong idea, and I believed it, and then it short-circuited the other. So notice... Faith, persuasion comes by hearing, but he prefaced the whole thing in this. Do you accept what you hear when you hear it? Here's a good gauge if you accept what he said. If you really accept gospel facts when you hear it, he'll give you a backbone. Just go, whatever. It's mine. Flat out. Period. What do you feel it? What's that got to do with it? You're asking me to move away from what's in my heart to go to a land that I don't live in. I live and walk here, but I walk by faith and not by sight. And you're asking me to leave and go to sight when I have believed and accepted something here. That's what worry does, tries to get you out to feelings, out to circumstances, lies about how it won't come to pass, and it wants you to leave your acceptance of the truth, which is confidence, to go play there. And it'll rob you. It'll make you not sleep. Well, what do I do? Resist it. It really is an attitude. I'm glad you're here too. It's faith, worry, all different kinds of things will try to challenge this confidence. In other words, I can choose to believe the worry, choose to believe the fear. Now remember, where does the source of faith come from? God's Word. You could say ultimately from God. Where does the source of fear come from? This should be pretty easy. Where does fear and worry come from? I mean, if not directly, indirectly from the devil. But you think about it. What did he say? There's joy and peace in believing. I can come to peace by believing the right thing. I could just believe what's said. And go, wow, what happens when I put my reliance on the Word and what is said in the Word? It causes a calming inside of me, a confidence, an assurance. Other lies may come. That don't matter. I have chosen to believe. And once I believe in the Word, it puts something in me. Is that all it takes? No, now I need to act on what's in me. I need to act like it's true. Act on it before I see it. 
I need to declare it before I see it because it's really in there now. And I got it. You with me? That's why some of the great preachers of years gone by would say, if you're facing a problem, find scriptures that cover what you're facing. Read them and believe them. Not just read them, read them, read them, read them, read them. Because they'll bounce off of you if you're not accepting them. That's where we've made mistakes. We thought we had to hear 10 billion times. No, believing good makes a difference. Accepting, committing to what you're hearing opens your heart to it and gives you the faith to act. That doesn't take years. It don't take months. Now, sometimes the reason why it takes time for people is they've allowed their minds to be so cluttered with garbage and trash that that's got to undo a bunch of that. Because those arguments will go, yeah, but you remember. Remember when we watched this? Well, you remember this? Remember these people? Remember those people? Remember this? Now, if you can believe good, you can get by all that. If you can just shut your mind off, that's why it's just good not to deal with some things. And I'll tell you this, I'm not teaching a legalistic thing. I'm saying out of your relationship with God, you got to obey because you may not realize what it is producing that he's saying, stop that. Or he's telling you, do this because of what it produces. So once I believe... What I hear, a calm, a peace will settle in here. Then what do I do? I just got to act. I got to act on it before I see it. Declare it as so, and it'll come to pass. It has to, because the seed you receive will always reproduce after its own kind. Worry will, fear will, and they won't produce results. But this will produce results every single time. So it's not a matter of just logging tons of hours. It's what do I do with what's presented to me? Now, that doesn't mean, okay, I don't have to log a lot of hours. Now I'll go play video games for 12. No, you'll get all cluttered. Your mind is made up of images, and you have to be careful what you fill your mind with. Thank you for your excitement. But when you believe what you hear, faith, confidence will be the result. Act on it. Act on it. And then when you start acting, don't let fear rob you like Peter. Just act on it. You act from the inside. You act by faith. Where would you get that faith? Based on what you believed when you heard.